Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. The VA Eastern Colorado Healthcare System comprises hospitals and clinics in 16 urban and rural Colorado communities. In 2017, the healthcare system supported over a million outpatient healthcare visits. In August, the system opened its newest facility to date and one of the most medically leading edge in the national VA system when the first outpatients entered the Rocky Mountain Regional VA Medical Center in Aurora. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Located in the southeast corner of the former Fitzsimmons Army Hospital base, its 1.2 million square feet of care facilities housed in seven buildings now brings innovative care to the region's veterans. With any new major facility, learning the services available and how to access them is always a learning curve. On this edition, we continue traversing our insight to the services and support at the Medical Center from its director, Ms. Sally Honfelder, and public affairs officer, Ms. Brandy Morrison. Among civilians, one of the, one of the big political things is pharmacy. Where are we going to get our prescription drugs taken care of? I guess you have a, a pharmacy at the new hospital that's probably as big as King Super's. We have a, a state-of-the-art robotic pharmacy. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, state-of-the-art. State-of-the-art. So robots are going through. You need six milligrams yeah, it, of that. They're taking care of it's it. It's a combination. Uh, plus, we have what we call consolidated mail-out pharmacies. It's like uh, the Scripps groups that TRICARE uses. Yeah. And in those facilities we is where we do most of our common. You're on blood pressure medicine. It doesn't change. Uh, so that those groups actually help provide a lot of the pharmaceuticals. So the veteran doesn't even have to come in. If you've got the uh, prescription on file, you just mail it to them. Huh? Absolutely. We, we have a, what's called My Healthy Vet, yeah. which is our app, our connection. And, oh, you can an re- and you can reorder your medication through that process. You can get secure messaging with your physician through that process. So there's... Really, unless you just have to come in and see a physician for a renewal, there there's no reason you shouldn't. You should have to be calling us. Um, you should you should be able to get your medication just. It's the websites you can get your VA uh, hospital app. So it's va.gov, and you can access your health care to refill prescriptions, schedule an appointment, send your provider a secure message. You can also, from the veterans' benefits standpoint, check your disability, your education. And look at your records. Okay. I can also tell you how many beds we've got in how, ORs now. How many beds we have? <laughs> so we have 148 inpatient beds in the facility now, and we have seven ORs. Okay. S- seven ORs? Mm-hmm. Are you getting that many surgeries done that you mentioned earlier through seven ORs? Some of that That's surgery, a lot of work. Yeah. Some of it might be in our procedure rooms. Yeah, sure, sure, so. sure. Okay. All right. Have any of the doctors or any of the hospital administrators there said, you know, we got a new hospital, but I wish we had this or that because everything changes in medicine so, so fast. Have you heard of something that you don't have yet that you'd like to have? We're looking at getting our, um, I I, I will tell you one of the programs that that we're looking at is um, it's a part of our heart. We do heart surgery. Yeah. And uh, it's called TAVAR. And it's a non-invasive way to do uh, hearts. Excuse me, a non-invasive it, way to do it's hearts? It's a very, um, very... This is right out of Star Trek. It is. Very specialized, very expensive, but it's used on our most... The type of population 
that just cannot tolerate open heart surgery. Sure, so, sure. And it's it's done at uh, several of our VAs, but mm-hmm. you you need to be you need to be ginning on all cylinders, cylinders to yeah. make sure it happens. So we're looking at that, not for this year. Um, after we've got some time underneath our you know belt here to uh, get everything flowing right and but that is one of the programs that we are looking at does your hospital have services or outreaches uh, that veterans can receive only here that get referred from other places in the country into denver that bring them in there because i know at one time you could only get certain things at walter reed and you had to go there and um, so i didn't know with the new hospital here that there may have included some services here that nobody else in the country can do or has, and so you have to come here to do it. Spinal cord injury will be the 25th site opened. That That's a good example of one. Right now our yeah. spinal cord injuries go to Palo Alto, California, mm-hmm. uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Chicago. Yeah. So So we will take all of our patients back, and then we'll become the referral source. PTSD, is that still at the other place? It is still at the Claremont site. Uh Um, What has happened, um, PTSD, we have one of the best PTSD residential programs in the country. Yeah. And so we have, with the Mission Act that was signed by the president, uh, it increased a threshold for construction, which we will now fall under. So we're looking at the... The building again. We're looking at the uh, the plans. We're having those validated again. We're having the contracts uh, looked at to make sure they're accurate, and we hope to have that out on the street um, for bid. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the year. Okay. And I think you said mental health opens this week. The rest of mental health. The rest um, of it that you don't we've, already. We've have. actually had um, a program out at that site since nineteen or two thousand fifteen. Um, that helps veterans with life skills. It's in the old physician's building that we're in. So with we're, life skills. With life skills. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing that, but I'm surprised. <laughs> life skills? I'm, maybe that's something I'm looking at a college to do or a civilian it, hospital to take care of. No, it's good. I'm applauding yeah, it. it. It's yeah. great. It's, it's sometimes um, veterans' lives don't go the way they think they're going to go, make it into substance abuse, other things that – um, and they need help uh, getting their resumes, getting skills down, uh, and that's mm-hmm. that program helps that population to reintegrate into. Homeless vets maybe needing life skills or any services there. Um, I guess this hospital has the IT that you can really look them up and make sure they do have a DD-214 and they can't come or not. Because some of them at other stand downs, as we've covered, say, I don't have a 214, I don't know where it is, and I need something, and I'm a vet, and I can't prove it. you gotta got to be able to be able to prove it there somehow or, or be able to access the records out of St. Louis or someplace to, to validate them. We have um, the Health Eligibility Center in yeah. Atlanta, Georgia, um, can validate that. Yeah. Um, service organizations can help veterans validate that. And the quickest way to get you a DD-214 is to go to your congressman. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but not, not so much to get it, but I want yeah. to go to the hospital. i got to show 
that I really am. And that's always the key. They always tell us, they told us on day one, don't you ever lose this DD-214. <laughs> <laughs> you can it's lose your fingerprints, but not that 214. Are we seeing younger, because we have so many uh, service personnel who have been fighting in Afghanistan and uh, some in Iraq that are there, maybe sometimes not there. Are we seeing younger vets coming in, making use of the facility there instead of going someplace else? So I don't have a demographic by age, um, yeah. the way that VA categorizes the eras that people serve in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Iraq and Afghanistan is still not captured the same way that, for example, Vietnam era is. Um, but we do know through our transition care program that we sure. have a lot of veterans coming in through there and using our um, what was previously our OIF, OEF clinic mm-hmm. to transition from um, the care that they got while they were active duty into the VA. Well, the reason why I ask that is that I helped a fr- friend of mine just several years ago uh, put together a women's veterans conference. And one of the things she said was that they needed to do that, was that they found that a lot of women veterans didn't think that they were eligible for services, health services and all that, because, because they didn't think that they were really veterans because they didn't see action. It. That is, I've been in the VA for 30, over 34 years. Yeah. And and that is still, um, we actually have a 103-year-old female veteran. 103? 103. Served in Patton's Army. And the whole family is military. And, yeah. And, you know, the first time I met her, she goes, well, I never thought I was a veteran. You know, she was overseas. She was she was a nurse. Yeah. Um, and that's a common misconception uh, that that shouldn't be as common as it is, yeah, and we need to do common. a better job. We have a women veterans program, a coordinator who who does a lot of outreach, but and we try and get into um, the TAPS program mm-hmm. as as veterans are coming out uh, to make sure they understand what their what their benefits are. Yeah, uh, yeah. and we work very closely with Fort Carson. Uh, and the other military installations on that. You have facilities that could also help accommodate uh, veterans' families. For example, military wives who have been there for 20 years uh, through their TRICARE or something like that. Can they come to the hospital there as well? No, we we don't do CHAMP VA or TRICARE. Okay. Um, you have to have excess capacity to do that, mm-hmm. and we don't have it. Okay, so they still go someplace else. They do. The exception to that is caregivers. Care, and in the caregiver support program, mm-hmm. um, we do have an obligation to provide mental health services for that caregiver. Mm-hmm. And whether we do it through contract or through um, direct connection with our mental health folks. In the uh, few moments that we have left in the months, uh, these past four months that the facility has been open, What's pleased you the most to see that, yeah, we're doing this, and, yeah, they're receiving what they want? It was very important to us that when we opened the new facility that you walked in and a veteran knew it was a veteran's facility. So um, one of the the great things we've done is we've partnered uh, with VFW Post One, which Mm -hmm. is the oldest VFW Post in the country. Yep, down on Santa Fe Drive. Down on Santa Fe. They have wonderful um, art therapy programs. So when you come down and walk through our concourse, you will see 
um, artwork hanging. Yeah. It is all veteran artwork, and it is all for sale. Yeah. So yeah. The, And the money goes, 100% of that money goes back to that veteran. So it's, it's, it's giving back mm-hmm. uh, to our veterans. Uh, it's a place they can come and they can feel safe. Uh, and then they can, um, if, you're in, if you've been in the concourse, it, it looks like a concourse. It has seating areas. Sure. And the whole idea is that you come in and it's your facility. It is a veteran's facility. Yeah. And you sit and you chat and you look at the artwork, go to our canteen and go to your service. And um, it's, it's been uplifting because the, the facility is, it's big, but it's bright. It has a lot of light, a lot of natural stuff that was built into it for a healing environment. Brandy, would you recommend that some veterans come over and get a look, even though they may not need the services that particular day, but at least they can find out what it does, how it does it, how to come in and become a part of it and get the services they need? Because many times we always wait until we need something, then we show up instead of figuring it out beforehand. So you think they ought to still come over? Because a lot of folks will say, well, they've opened it already, so I missed that. But uh, from what she's saying and seeing the artwork in that, eh, that may be a good idea. I tell you, the great thing about our veterans and about being prior service is when we first opened those doors, we had people that were like, we're just here to do a recon mission. Yeah. We have an appointment set up two months from now, but I want to come in here. I want to know the lay of the land. And we encourage them to come out, come out, see their facility, get familiar with it. And, and build that community that we had at the Claremont facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Claremont's going to be around for, what, a couple more years? And as everything gets transitioned over, and that's it. Huh? We're talking with uh, GSA right now. They are the disposal oh, yeah. uh, agency for us. And uh, we're, uh, we're trying to be good community partners yeah. uh, in how that is done. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look for uh, PTSD to be the last thing in. And if we break ground in um, spring, yeah. it'll be 18-month construction. 18-month 18 18 construction. Right. And, and that'll be it. So and then hopefully we'll get to decommission the entire facility. Yeah. Ever in yeah. Claremont. Well, there are a lot of stories that come out of Claremont. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. But, let's see, I want to thank a moment for to, to say thank you for coming in and give us, us some insight on the new hospital. i got to get over there and see it, too, do my recon, as Randy yeah. was saying. Let us know. We'll take you on a special yeah. tour. Oh, I'll, hey, I'm not saying no to that. That is for sure. And uh, we thank you both for your service, your military service, and your VA service. All right, the same thing. Thank you. We thank Ms. Sally Hanfelder, Director of the new Rocky Mountain Regional VA Medical Center, and Public Affairs Officer Ms. Brandy Morrison for being our guest again on this edition. If you are planning to visit the new hospital facility, gain the information you need online at va.gov. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.